Hey, welcome everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Paying for Attention. Uh, I'm Keegan Brown, and today I'm joined by Andrew Hollington, our new VP of Operations here at Megathos. Uh, today we're going to be talking about how to actually align your sales and marketing teams for growth. So, uh, Andrew, let's uh, just jump right in. It. We're we've been in agencies for a long time. Uh, you know, helping marketing teams. But one of the one of the big things that I think we've seen is that uh, most marketing teams are not communicating with their sales teams. And um, one that puts a lot of pressure on the marketing teams and the sales teams are kind of in silos. Um, it really kind of hurts the overall growth of the business. But it also makes our job harder on the agency side about, you know, how we can actually help if there's not communication going on between marketing and sales, right? So, um, just kind of thinking about, you know, how do we how do we educate our clients and how do we, you know, help these marketing and sales teams actually, you know, get aligned. Um, so, uh, first, you know, I, let's see if you agree, Andrew. But I think, um, you know, the big thing, and obviously, I think most teams do this, which is, uh, you know, sharing the strategies, going over the strategies as a company. Um, I think that's where most, you know, organizations at least start. And then usually there's some drop off from there. But, you know, sharing, hey, this is what we're doing on the marketing side. Here's the messaging we're going to be using. Um, and the sales team kind of hopefully doing the same in terms of here's who we're targeting. Here's what we're going to be using on the marketing side for, for messaging to, to sell. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's a <laughs> foundation of of how to kind of close that gap you were talking about how to how to effectively communicate together why not share your strategies mm -hmm. um <clears throat> absolutely seems like seems uh really obvious but uh it it's it's crazy how many organizations aren't doing it um so so the marketing team right if if you have a marketing plan in place why not sit down with the sales leaders and, and make sure they understand exactly what that plan is where the budgets are going like you said what messaging you're using um and and it can be as high level or as as in the weeds as it needs to, as a sales leader needs to to see right you can say on facebook we're doing mostly prospecting which means we're talking to new people which means we need to talk to them differently <clears throat> you might see some leads come through that are just downloading an ebook you mm -hmm. know don't don't contact them immediately. What we're doing is getting them in our funnel, right? Just, just, just sharing exactly what what the and and I I think I stumbled into kind of something important there as well is how is the funnel set up? Mm -hmm. Share that with sales. When should sales come into play? What what should they be talking to these people about at each side? Um, what types of emails are these people getting in support of uh, you know kind of the salespeople calling them? Right. Um, things like that, right? Yeah, I mean, not every lead is the same, right? Yeah. And I think what happens so often and what we see is uh, whether they fill out a quote or a demo request form or an ebook or a webinar, um, the salespersons might be reaching out doing the same pitch, same conversation. And those are two different audiences, right? They're in different stages, different awareness of your brand, different needs. Um, and that can be big. I mean, I think that really starts to create that conversation that needs to happen after the strategies too um are, are kind of shared but but yeah i think you know yeah the, the 
the funnel I think is extremely important for the sales team to be kind of aware of. And um, I mean, Andrew, I don't know about you, but how many times with our clients have you been included in a sales meeting? Uh, never. <laughs> Actually, I mean, a, a couple times a client will bring a sales guy on the call and say, hey, why don't you hear from the horse's mouth um, mm -hmm. what what they're hearing in terms of feedback on your leads? And that's helpful, right? Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't know otherwise. I wouldn't right. know what, what the salespeople are hearing about my leads. I wouldn't right. know what to do about it. Right. Yeah. And, and on the flip side, we've had, I've had a, not very many uh, meetings with sales teams, but um, hearing from them the questions that they have, like, hey, why are LinkedIn leads, you know, just not yeah. picking up the phone? And then that's where we actually get the chance to explain the funnel and things like that. And hey, just because they download an ebook doesn't mean that they're ready to buy your, your $100,000 contract, right? So I think um, in those situations, I think it's been super helpful for us and for, for the, um, the sales team. Um, but again, yeah, very, very rarely do we ever actually sit in, in the, some of those meetings uh, or get invited to. And so, um, you know, if you're listening and you're either on sales or marketing, I think that is one thing just to make sure you're working within your organization. It, it improves marketing and improves sales and the organization as a whole, right? And which is everyone's goal. So, um, yeah, I think that's step one, communicate in terms of your, um, your, uh, your strategies and overall kind of just the knowledge transfer between both teams. Yeah. On the sales side, I mean, I'm not extremely familiar with the sales side. I'm a marketing guy, have been for a long time. Um, but like, I, I don't know what the reverse of that would be in terms of sharing a sales strategy with marketing, but uh, it, just thinking along those lines, uh, you know, the the sales team, <clears throat> also why it's so important to communicate is, is the sales team needs to know what expectations have been set to mm -hmm. this point to know how to talk to these people, right? So in a, in a sales strategy, you know, you, you have to know, you know, what, again, going back to the funnel what what expectations have been set with them did were they offered a free demo okay cool i know now i need to give them a free demo and i'm going to go from there with my with my sales pitch right. um have they only just started down the path and they're downloading a white paper i'm not going to give them the, the the demo right away right so seems obvious but yeah now that makes sense um so step two i think is is collecting data uh, and, and setting up a strategy to uh, collect and share that data um, after, you know, strategies on both sides have kind of been deployed um, for both marketing and sales. So uh, this definitely includes a lot more of what we do, Andrew, in, in terms of generating leads. Um, how do you see, um, you know, the data collection right now with some of our clients and how that's being shared with sales? Is there... Um, opportunities do you think that are being missed? Do you think that, um, you know, there are, there's value out of what we're currently doing for our clients? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think it, it, it like you said, it starts with the data collection. So, um, that's, a, a foundation of, of what we need to kind of do some analysis. But then obviously as they go through the sales phases, that's where, that's where we need that kind of extra feedback. Like mm -hmm. why were they unqualified? You know, if, if we were just to, so a lot of times what, what'll happen just for context is, is we'll get access to a client CRM, right? So say it's Salesforce, uh, easiest example. 
and we have all right this this lead came from google cpc meaning it came from google paid search this is the keyword they searched um and they were on x device right so we have all that data for us and now we can see it attached to an opportunity in Salesforce. And as that opportunity goes through phases, right, they may be phase one uh, demo, right, phase two, uh, or, or phase one qualification, phase two, they're qualified, phase three, you know, they're, they're on the demo stage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, what happens between these stages and, and why are they falling off these stages? And right. if, if there's not a lot of context within Salesforce, there's not a lot we can do. All we see is unqualified, okay? What do we do about it? I mean, there is some things we can do about it, right? There are some things that, that we can do, which is, all right, analyze trends in the qualified and unqualified and, and optimize accordingly, sure. But we're missing that, that little bit of context that could add extra value, right? What, what, do, you, what do you think on that? Yeah, I think that's that's super important. I mean, yeah, it's one thing to be on the marketing side, get a you know a bunch of data collected from our side, send it over to sales, they do their job, and then we get kind of some data back showing, hey, they're unqualified or hey, these these opportunities closed and and you know turned into revenue. Um, but without the context, I think it's extremely difficult to you know, really fully optimize, understand what could be going wrong in insert targeting, right? So, um, uh, you know, if it's a channel or a keyword or whatever, um, producing bad quality leads or good quality leads, you know, if we just have the data and it's kind of general and vague, like unqualified or qualified, we can do a little bit, but having that context and sharing that between teams is huge. And you can even take this outside of, um, of just you know paid marketing right you can also think about like events where most of the time leads who are coming in from like an event are tagged as an event lead they get taken to the sales team they get um you know uh, go through the, sa the sales stages there um but something just to refer back to the marketing team is yeah obviously what was the success of that why were they not unqualified or why were they unqualified is it you know, not a client market or client fit? Is it a um, too small of a business, uh, you know, lead that, that they saw from that event? Um, you know, wrong industry, what was it so that the marketing team could say, hey, this year we're not going to these three events. They weren't worth it, you know, the last two years, but, you know, these other six events, you know, we're definitely going to, we saw a positive ROI. We know what we need to double down on while we're there. So I think, again, that kind of communication is, is huge and having that data is going to be extremely important to, to, um, to give the context for the, for those meetings. Yeah, totally agree. That's, um, I, I like that you brought it back to that. That's interesting. That's turning it a little bit upside down into like your own, your own sales strategy. So I like that. Um, I mean, I, so I don't, I don't really have anything to add. I think the third key point that we wanted to kind of cover here, it was covered a little bit in the first one admittedly, but it's, it's just communication. Um, we, we can't recommend enough regular communication between sales and marketing teams. And as a marketing team, don't forget about <clears throat> agencies or, um, you know, we, we as an agency look at ourselves as an extension of the marketing team. So, you know, don't hesitate to, to, to bring your agency in on some of these conversations if you're comfortable having them, right? If there's now where it get now where it gets tough and, and something I'd, uh, I'd like to throw back on Keegan is, is what about 
you know, healthcare is one of our biggest industries. What, mm-hmm. what about sensitive data and, and how do you work around those kind of issues? That's a good point. I mean, you know, when it comes to uh, sensitive data and, and like healthcare, um, obviously uh, anonymizing as much of that information when you're sharing between your agency and, and the company is obviously important, right? Like that's, that's fine. We can still learn a lot from, mm-hmm. again, channels and, um, you know, events or, you know, keywords that can actually determine if there's good quality or not, or, or where's, where, are we, where are we generating a positive ROI? Um, so yeah, while it is tough with healthcare, um, and maybe not as automated because you got to filter out a lot of that sensitive data. Um, there's still ways to do it, and it's still completely necessary to do that. Just uh, need to have some some uh, process put in there to to you know keep everything secure. Yeah, there's always ways around it. I mean, the, the obviously the more data the better. But if instead of a person's name, email, and phone number, we have an ID, like that's totally fine. We can still do some analysis, right? The, right. Yeah. The the ideal situation is we have all of the leads we're generating for a client and some some information on where they came from and and um obviously like all all of the campaign device keyword information uh maybe what ad creative they came from on facebook instagram um and then the missing piece is the the sales context around it right what who 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 was qualified, who was not qualified, and why. So make sure you're communicating, make sure sales teams are communicating the, the, the qualifications and reasons. And not only that, but what what are key identifiers of your best clients? That's mm-hmm. a huge, that's a great question any marketing person listening to this can go ask their sales team right now. Like what, what are the key th- themes you see of our best closed deals? Like right. your... Your maximum commission, best closed deals. Tell me everything in common you have of all of them. Yeah, and and hopefully a lot of that data is in like a Salesforce or HubSpot, yeah. right? Where again, having that data capture, having that those meetings where you can actually communicate. Yeah, what, who are they? And that's that's who you should be building your personas off of instead of, you know, a lot of times it's who the marketing team kind of dreams to be the persona, but yeah. not getting that context from the sales team can lead you in two different directions. That's that's something I, I I read recently. It's like focus on your super fans, because yeah. that's that's really who you should be going after, right? Mm-hmm. That's there there are people that are gonna be like, ah, oh, this product is eh, but your your super fans are like, this pro I can't live without this product. Who are they? Like, there's mm-hmm. more there's more of them out there. You got to find them. Yep. So help okay. your marketing team find them. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, I think that's all we got today. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of Paying for Attention. We enjoyed it. I hope you did too. And see you on the next one. 